Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am your host of Orchid Bloom's podcast. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Orchid I Brown. Today's episode will be on inner child healing. I use this term during COVID when I was talking to a friend about something that she was struggling with in her life. She was dealing with a life-altering situation, which most people go through this at a certain point in time after a certain age range. (laughs) Don't want to expose her like that. She was starting over again, but reflection was necessary and as we spoke more the situation that she felt was a failure for her in her life stemmed from her childhood trauma childhood trauma that she never healed she made the same mistake her parents made generational trauma which is hard to fight against when you weren't taught better people forget they tend to live their lives based on what they were exposed to When you weren't taught differently, you will fall back into what you know. And a lot of parents nowadays aren't really aware that they are struggling with generational trauma. And so they pass it on to their kids. They show them the way that they have adapted to their circumstances. And they have displayed this in front of children as they grow up. And so children do learn that this is the way to handle it. They, they've never been taught how to do better or to react differently or to choose wisely because that was not an example that was presented to them. So you are what you have been exposed to. And a lot of people don't understand that. Your inner child is so important to healing, healing trauma, healing childhood trauma, most importantly. So let's talk about the inner child in this podcast episode. We started this season with the episode on reset, discussing trauma and healing. Inner child is all about creating a safe space for you to be your authentic self and happy self. Freedom to express who you are without judgment, criticism, and fear. Releasing yourself of burdens or the burdens of others. Choosing love, positive energy, and peace. This is a time where most of us is going through a season of reset, where we are truly trying to change our future and the outcome that we have envisioned for ourselves. Before we go on into talking about inner child healing, I wanted to go back and go over generational trauma. It is a podcast episode that we have covered in the first year that we started the Orchid Blooms podcast. You will be able to go back and listen to the conversation with Dr. Tiffany Ross. It is very eye-opening. You're going to learn a lot. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that podcast episode. Generational trauma is a trauma that extends from one generation to the next. It begins when a group experiences a traumatic event that causes economic, cultural, and familia distress. People suffering from generational trauma develop physical and psychological symptoms. The health conditions that you could experience are anxiety, depression, heart disease, 
post-traumatic stress disorder, so PTSD. Generations can inherit trauma. Example of this are black people who have been displaced due to slavery, Holocaust survivors, genocide survivors through survivor's guilt, and indigenous community. And we do see that all around us because we meet these people on a daily basis and we see the things that they are struggling with to know that. Some of the signs and symptoms are lack of self-worth, PTSD, as I mentioned, impaired life skills, depression, emotional numbness, anxiety, depersonalization of feeling detached from yourself and your surroundings. An example of impaired life skills would be critical thinking, decision-making, and managing your time. An example of PTSD would be feeling socially isolated, having negative thoughts, and losing interest in hobbies. The more that I go through this list, the more that I can see myself in some of these examples. And then when I look throughout my lifetime and just kind of think about the people that I have met, they are clearly dealing with some sort of trauma and it could be generational trauma as well. When I went over the example of PTSD and and what that could really look like, as I was writing this podcast episode, I thought of an ex-friend that I used to know, and I had mentioned her story in a podcast episode. I'm not sure if I did in Generational Trauma with Dr. Tiffany Ross, but I am certain along the way, if you have been listening to my podcast episode from the conception, then you might recognize the story. But I remembered that she had shared with me one night as we were just talking that, you know, she's from Vietnam and her family came to Canada as refugees. And when they came to Canada, they they didn't have home and they, they basically had nowhere to go. So it's a very similar situation to the United States currently when it comes to the border and the people at the border. And then you had Ron DeSantis just kind of shipping them off to, to states with no plan and no nothing and just saying, figure it out, which is incredibly scary for families, especially children, to just be shipped off by people they don't know and, you know, claiming for a safe haven And they're just basically dropped off on some corner, walking around, trying to figure out what's going on, and they have nowhere to go. So she came to Canada with her family as a child. And when they came as refugees, because the conditions in their country was not favorable for for them to live, they, they had this opportunity and they took it and they came to Canada and I said, oh, where did you guys stay when you when you guys got here? Was there a plan? Did the government have a plan? And she said that, you know, the churches had opened their doors to um, these refugees staying there. But while she was there, there was a bunch of kids, there were her family, and there was lots of other family just kind of sleeping in the church together. And she said while she was there, you know, the pastor was really nice and very kind, but I guess he just kind of took advantage of her innocence and lured her in a situation where she was alone with him specifically and he had assaulted her sexually. So when she told me, I was kind of shocked. 
because I mean, technically, I shouldn't be shocked. These types of stories have been going on for such a long time. There are so many men that go into church declaring their lives to God and saying that they will be of service to the world. And of course, fall for temptation is what they say. What's the excuse? Let's let me say it again. They fell for temptation. This child seduced him. Is some of the excuses that these messed up people would use in the church for a grown ass man touching a child a six-year-old child you're trying to say the demon was in her and she turned around and seduced him with her childlike body and that's why he had to take a bath. i can't deal with you christians i just can't but anyways so he had sexually harassed her sexually molested her basically i just wasn't sure what word to use we can't use the r word but that's basically what was happened that happened to her and she had told me that you know she went and she told her parents about it and her parents basically said to her you know a lot of women have to go through this so you need to suck it up because you need to understand that we're a guest in canada and because we're a guest in canada you can't be the reason why we're kicked out and sent back to an even worse situation so you need to keep your mouth shut and it was it was so sad to hear that because based on the circumstances there's really nothing the parents could have done to to have protected their child because this pastor seemed so trusting this pastor seemed so caring and just wanting to serve and to help people but you know he wanted to gain the trust of the parents so that he can lure their kids and take advantage of her or of them basically and this is a story that has happened all over the world all over the world there are so many people that can come out and and share the exact same story because this this has been so normal and it truly affected her mind you she was over 45 years old at this point she's she's been married she's had her child and she was a miserable person even though she faked happiness every single day you could tell it wasn't real but she was one of those people that would isolate herself sometimes and then she'll she's one of the most if you met her you'd think she's a people person and she's just so happy go lucky all the time but it was fake she would have negative thoughts all the time and she definitely had this victim mentality about her but that's because she had not healed from what had happened to her entering this country and she's one of those people that would be passionate about multiple things and you know she couldn't really pick one and then she just lose interest and jump to another one and then jump to another one and jump to another one and she's like i'm so special because i have so many hobbies and i have them all going at the same time and i'm like buddy this is not going to get you anywhere but i'm really glad that you found a way to distract yourself and so she did not realize in that moment that when she shared that story that it was it was something that was still haunting her to this day and it I thought maybe it was the assault that haunted her, but it really wasn't. It was the fact that her parents shut her up. Her parents told her to to just act like it never happened. Her parents told her to shove that pain down and made her feel like she was stupid. Like, why did you go off with him by himself? And it's like, you're the parent, though. Why, why did you let this pastor take your daughter off to some dark corner and take advantage of her in that way and acted like you didn't know what was going on because you trusted him so much are you kidding me he's a man and he has a dick are you kidding me anywho so she was still she was still affected by that 
and she did not realize that her relationship with with men in specifically was affected by what happened to her at that time and it traumatized her her marriage fell apart she couldn't keep relationships she couldn't even really keep friendships everyone just kind of ended up leaving her at some point because they just could not keep up with the fakeness that made that kept her together it was her coping mechanism to to always be happy and over exaggerate a situation always bragged always played the victim she did the most and i never understood it but once she shared that story i understood that she still needed a lot of healing and it was so deep rooted and she didn't she didn't hate the pastor but she hated her mother the most because her mother just basically told her to shut up we're a guest in this country so what if he took advantage of you it's the least you can do so we can can you know build a new life here and that kills her Every single time she sees her mom, she just sees that woman saying that shit to her. Women have to go through this all the time. And I felt for her because she did not feel supported. She felt silenced. She felt unloved. She felt like she was just an object by her own parents. Her father just kind of sat there and acted like he didn't hear what she said. But he did hear what she said. But her mother wore the pants in the relationship. She was the head of the household. So she told him to just sit down and shut up. And she turned around. And she's like, you better shut up and be nice to that pastor. Basically, if he wanted to do it again, let him. We need a home. Now that, I've, that I have shared that story of how trauma can destroy someone's identity. Trauma can just destroy a person's happiness their their ability to to be happy and to find happiness is just it's stuck you're walking around as this broken and damaged person because of trauma and you could be standing there smiling and still screaming for help on the inside but no one can hear you and that is really what i think of trauma so let's continue. Some evidence suggests that generational trauma might affect the immune system. I do know of certain situations where um, generational trauma can and has affected women's fertility. And so I didn't want to dive into that in this podcast episode because that's not really what this podcast episode is about. But I did want to mention it so that this this is something that you can keep in the back of your mind as you go forward. Trauma affects genetic process, leading to traumatic reactivity being heightened in populations who experience a great deal of trauma. The theory is that trauma changes how your genes work, then those changes pass down to your children, and they might not know that their illnesses or what they're affected what is affecting them is due to what has happened to their ancestors in the past or their parents or their parents before that and so they're, they're just lost and not a lot of medicine and care in this world can can fix it you can pop as many pills as a doctor is giving you but what you have could just stem from generations after generations of the exact same trauma repeating itself and changing your genetic DNA. Now that we have summarized trauma, <laughs> let's talk about inner child healing and why it is so important. The meaning of inner child. 
is a person's supposed original or true self, especially when regarded as damaged or concealed by negative childhood experience. Your inner child is the forgiving, free-spirited part of us that still feels and experienced life as a child. Your inner child has been a part of you since you were conceived all through your developing years. Your inner child can recall good experience, experiences, childhood fears, trauma, neglect, or significant loss. We all have an inner child. It makes us who we are in most ways. In our adult years, our inner child lives inside of us. Our inner child holds emotions, memories, and beliefs from the past, as well as hopes and dreams for the future. Our inner child can make it or break it. When it comes to being a productive member of society or steps to finding happiness, your inner child remembers everything. Your inner child can stand in the way of healthy relationship, organizational skills, and self-regulation. Self-regulation is something that I mentioned in a previous podcast episode on emotional wellness. And in order for you to establish emotional wellness, which is a part of wholeness, so you can be whole again, you will you will need to heal your inner child to be able to accomplish that level of wholeness that everyone has been pursuing all of their lives. You may notice that you're experiencing fear, perfectionism, or avoiding certain people, places, or experiences. These are all ways that your inner child is attempting to feel safe. I know for a fact that if I was to ask that previous friend after her childhood experience with the pastor in the church, and I said, hey, you want to come to church with me? She would never, ever step foot in a church again. She wouldn't even want to meet a pastor. She wouldn't touch the pastor. She'd want to be one of those people that would stand 10 feet away and smile because she's a nice person and say hi, but she wants nothing to do with them because it's a trauma for her. It doesn't matter if you're not that person. The fact that you're a pastor, she's automatically never going to trust you. So I understand that. I completely understand certain people avoiding people, place, or experiences. If your inner child lived with instability, uncertainty, or danger, it may hold you back from making changes. That pain is like you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. You feel paralyzed with fear. To cultivate the balance of creativity, flexibility, and responsibility, even connectivity and consistency, it is important for your adult self and child self to meet and get to know each other so you can find a middle ground and unstuck so you can move past blockage. In order for us to truly reset and do it properly, we need to connect with our inner child. That's basically the point that I'm trying to push with this podcast episode. The first step, connecting with your inner child. That means building a relationship with her or he. The second step is to really listen. I don't mean on a surface level as we do 
sometimes with others that we just met or you know someone at work or things like that and you just listen you go yeah 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 no it's learning about your inner child's needs pains hopes and dreams take the step to make that happen the goal is for you to tap into how your inner child is doing through meditation I talk about meditation in so many podcast episodes in the past. So if you have listened to it, meditation seems to be the cure for a lot of things, isn't it? But in this case, being quiet, being silent by yourself in a corner, legs folded, hands apart, relaxed, and just just spending that time trying to listen and hear your inner child is so important. By offering tender love and care to find a way to meet its needs. And I'm referring to the inner child. Doing this helps gives clarity on what needs to shift in order for you to move forward. This internal process often softens the resistance and stuckness you are feeling in your adult life. You are basically reparenting your inner child. Most people will need to seek a trained therapist to help with their inner child work. But once the inner child knows it has your attention and you are doing your best to offer it love and provide it with its needs, it, it'll often be more open to you. And this, this is something that a lot of people may relate to because they may have children and they see how their children reacts to them. And when their children are open to them, there's just so much love, so much love that these kids get because they just love their mom and dad, right? And they just want to be loved by their mom and dad. And you can see that all the time. Sometimes they're so annoying. That's going to be your inner child and you're going to have to be damn patient with it. Her or he, not it. I apologize. Your inner child needs more physical and emotional safety, more attention to the way you're taking care of your mind, body, and soul, healing past pains, setting boundaries in life, or shifting who you spend time with, this work will often uncover whatever is truly important. The results you will see once on this path of healing with your inner child are symptoms shift. Your heart will open to a deeper love in your life. You will allow love in your life. You become more present. You will be confident in your work and relationships. Move comfortably and asking for what you need. Less panic and fear. You stand by your boundaries. Those are the results you will see once you start taking this path to healing your inner child. Having a content inner child means you are successful, which would look like having love in your life. You are rich in love, feeling content in your own skin, having a sense of inner peace, feel fulfilled, having healthy connections, able to tolerate the pains of ups and downs of life mentally and emotionally regulated which means you have a healthy relationship with your emotions and have a calm inner child you can tolerate failures you are steady and do not act impulsively we do not get stuck in our pursuit to get approval from others we can deal with small amounts of shame 
Having a content inner child sounds freeing, don't you think? <laughs> the goal is to blossom like a flower. If you are still unsure if you need to work on your inner child, here are ways to identify if your inner child has some pains. First is feeling of shame, guilt, or pain. I mean, most of us struggle with some of this. We do. Chronic overworking and need to achieve to get approval or belonging. I'm a chronic overworker, but I don't know if I'm doing it for approval or a need to belong. I just, I just like to succeed. It makes me feel good. The only person I'm trying to prove, get approval from is myself. I wish I could say that I need approval from, you know, my mother, for example. But over the years, I've learned that, you know, I can't make my mother happy. There's nothing I can do that would truly help her receive that happiness through my works. So why would I even bother? So again, I'm an overworking person, but it's, it's all because I just like to achieve. It makes me feel good. So moving on to the next one, inability to be present in the moment, regular anxiety and fear, rigid and trying to be perfect, cannot handle failures, difficulty noticing and celebrating wins in life. No win will ever be enough. That's the thought process behind that statement. Unhealthy relationship patterns and or avoiding relationships and love self-sabotage and obsessive and addictive behaviors underachieving which kind of contradict the chronic overworking and need to achieve so okay and last negative self-talk which of course most of us struggle with because our thoughts sometimes is not our own and a lot of people don't realize that your thoughts does not make you who you are it, they're just thoughts. You, you, can, you can beat these thoughts if you really put in the work and the practice. It really doesn't make you who you are. I started this season with reset, then continued with emotional wellness. I thought, as you recall from listening to that podcast episode, that I was not emotionally matured. And that was why I was struggling to keep myself in check emotionally. Only to learn that the anger I was feeling was a cry for change, to be more proactive. And deep down, I knew it was more than that. So I started to look inwards and at my inner child, trying to be patient and assess her needs because clearly it's it hasn't it has not been met and that was the reason that emotionally i just could not keep it together it was like the inner child was trying to fight me and saying listen i'm, I'm not i don't feel safe i don't feel secure i don't trust you to make decisions that would keep me safe and i, I just couldn't hear it but i was just experiencing anger and I, I could not pinpoint it, but there was just certain, I understood that my inner child was saying, you keep picking situations where you're putting me in danger. You're making me feel unsafe. You as the adult might be able to handle this situation, but the long-term mental effects is really harming me. And I, I never got it. 
I, I never got it. And now that I'm taking the time with going through my reset, checking my emotional wellness, and now focusing on that little girl inside of me, that little girl that was so free and cared, you know, she just had the spirit about her. And when I hear stories of my childhood from my brother or my mom or, you know, from family back home, she just sounds like she was just such a happy kid that got along with everyone and was just super happy. And here I am in, in my older age making sacrifices um, that I think is for my happiness, but really I'm just endangering her and she's even more scared than she was before. She can't trust me. I mentioned in Reset that I was neglecting myself. And yes, I was. I was neglecting my inner child. I was neglecting that little girl, that precious little girl. We sometimes feel as adults that we need to sacrifice for the success and betterment of others, you know, serving others. And this is something that society has pushed on women, that women need to to serve and to nurture and all of this stuff. But, you know, men don't have to. Their job is to be tough and to take on the world and to carry all the burdens. But most men can't do that, can they? We've seen that. We choose to hang ourselves on the cross and be a martyr. Whatever good that has done for us, I don't know. Now we are trying to pick up the pieces. We look around at all those that sucked our energy demanded our time we entered into an agreement with another person to make them the main focus in our lives we have lived for them when we require their help or support they are nowhere to be found and will not return the energy they've mastered for their success through us So you cut them off and begin your journey to healing yourself, previous traumas, identifying your generational trauma, and communicate more with your inner child. Pour into her or he the way you pour into others. Create a new agreement that no one else will come above him or her. Release yourself from your energy sucking vampires and i said your because you keep letting them back in your life when they have shown you that they are not for you how to heal your inner child let's start with the first one do activities to start feeling in order to undo the numbing i kept thinking about what are some of the activities that i've done as a child that I really truly enjoyed. I mean, I played by myself a lot. My favorite toy was a toy car. (laughs) I liked cars since I was very young. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I had a bear, I had a toy car, I, I had a doll, but the doll was not my favorite, it was the car. And with the doll, the only time I played with that doll is when I was making clothes to put on that doll. So I was like, okay, so I really liked fashion as a child as well. And I believe that when I was a child, I wanted to be a fashion designer. But now that I've gotten older, I just didn't see success in it. Especially now when you look around us and you see companies who just slap their names on 
manufactured things from you know third world countries where they're not paying their their employees well enough to make that t-shirt or that jeans or that shoes and yet you know they're paying peanuts for it and they're putting name brand name on it and put it into a store and then you go and you spend over a hundred dollars for something that they paid measly money for in a sweatshop i was like no i don't really want to have to compete with that everybody wants everything quick i'm just not into it but just kind of thinking about you know activities that i love doing at a child as a child i used to love riding bikes and i still do um i and i mean me and bikes these days were not working out because back in the day the quality of the bikes that we had was way better than the quality of bikes that we have now and i love speed i i have a need for speed i used to climb trees i i just i just enjoyed singing and just being by myself and and laughing and just you know running around i loved my cat i'm allergic now but the point is i'm just i'm just trying to think of activities that that i used to love as a child um that i could do now in in my adult years and yeah still working on that list (laughs) um the next on the list is work on reducing anxiety and fear by processing fearful memories and experiences that part i'm still working on i am i'm not gonna lie let's move on to the next one Developing healthy relationships that allow you to feel safe and steady in the world. That part, I mean, I've been cleaning house. And I have mentioned in the reset episode of decluttering. And I I had to declutter the type of people that I had around me. So that part, I have successfully made sure that I have created a safe environment for my adult self and my inner child by who I surround myself with. Next on the list, creating a warm and inviting uh, inviting environment. So I love my home and my home is my sanctuary. My home is my safe place. If the energy is off or I feel any neg- negativity in my home, I know that something is wrong. So decluttering was also a part of that because sometimes memories or bad memories can attach themselves to things. And a lot of people would, would bring in used things into their homes not realizing that they need to cleanse that. And I have mentioned this in previous podcast episode before. If you have been listening since day one, you would know what I'm talking about. So I had to truly go around and touch certain furnitures and said you know how am i feeling with you today are you connecting with the positivity that i'm moving forward with in my life and if i don't feel that positivity in my furniture it means something got it you gotta go you gotta go so you have to declutter and having a lot of being a hoarder and having too many stuff around sometimes doesn't really make your environment safe kind of makes you anxious so that's why a lot of people have been pushing that minimalistic lifestyle and having only what you need and so i'm still working on that and i'm slowly getting rid of stuff as i go and if i do replace it it has to be something that really makes my inner child excited next on the list Create structure and nourishing self-care by creating steady patterns of feeding, sleeping, hygiene, and sex. (laughs) Develop clear emotional, energetic, time, and physical boundaries. Oh, I have already done that. 
the only boundaries that I need to work on based on the previous episode is learning how to have boundaries on myself and sticking to the boundaries that I set for myself, not just others, but myself. Um, Next on the list is create passion and hobbies and make them part of your life. Yes, I have a lot of that. I'm, I can't even go through that list right now. Shift focus from performing to doing plus being plus celebrating. And, you know, my idea of celebrating is inviting a very close friend, someone with super good energy. And I have a, free, a few friends like that where whenever I go around them, I just feel calm and at peace. So those are the people that I would invite over and I would have a champagne and we would just celebrate each other. So I do I do like that. And this is something I did before COVID, but I have not done it after COVID. And I feel like this is something that I need to to do again. Just have one-on-one moments with these people that just have such a great energy about them and they just have really good vibe and just celebrate a moment with them together and that is something that i'm going to change uh, this year last on the list shift your inner beliefs what be- what beliefs you feed yourself therapy can help with that well i mean i if 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 we if we focus on working on on positive and healthy inner beliefs it might take a little bit longer Uh, Rather than going to therapy, I mean, I have spoken to a few people that have gone to therapy seeking help and and they have said that it helped in some sense, but they they just feel like they have progressed, but they haven't really progressed. And so I would rather take my time working on shifting my inner beliefs to 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 match where I'm going and I'll be working on it until I get there and that that is something that I feel a bit more comfortable with I'm not sure if I if I want to go to therapy to help me with my inner child because if my inner child doesn't trust me how the hell is this therapist going to help me to get my inner child to trust them I kind of need my inner child to trust me first above anyone else the process may take some time bad habits are hard to break Just as your body records trauma, it records bad habits. The worst part is that your body records and memorize when you are feeling anxious or stressed. You can be healing and that feeling just resurfaces out of nowhere because it's a memory. Your body remembers it and it just comes just to wreck the work that you've been working on. And it, it might not even be a trigger you could just be sitting down watching a show and then boom it just happens out of nowhere and that's because your body records it and and remembers it any situation that triggers strong emotions discomfort or old wounds will bring you back to that place so you need to change those memories or at least make new ones your body memorizes the positive memories so you can avoid being immobilized once you can heal or once you are healed or in the process of healing you will notice that you're less angry that you need that your needs aren't being met your feelings of abandonment or rejection will lessen you feel less insecure you feel less shame 
of being vulnerable, you stop feeling so guilty over things that are out of your control. You accept what you have done and is at peace with it. You become less anxious. In conclusion, you can trace these feelings back to a specific childhood event and realize that they are similar situations in your adult life which triggers the same response. Take a moment, you won't die if you do, and comfort that child. Remind her or he that she is not alone and you will protect her. Create a safe space within yourself for that precious child. Thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast. Please subscribe, follow, rate, and leave a review on the podcast episode that you enjoy the most. We also have social media pages, so subscribe and follow. First is Orchid Blooms YouTube channel. Second would be the Ambitious Obsession Network on Facebook and Twitter at the Ambitious Ops, Instagram at the Ambitious Net. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends. And I hope you have a splendid day.